0: Good evening, everyone. Uh, My name is John, and I am from Drive Wealth, and we're a fully-carrying U.S. broker-dealer located in Chatham, New Jersey, but we do things a little bit differently because we offer what we call brokerage as a service. So our main goal is to make the U.S. stock market truly global, and we partner with e-commerce websites and other financial firms around the world who want to offer U.S. equities trading to their customers. Our partners give us access to over 400,000 customers in 140 countries worldwide. And we've seen an incredible demand, especially in developing countries like China, where, for example, in 2015, before the Chinese stock market took a turn for the worst, they they opened over 30 million brokerage accounts. Many of our customers have never had access to the U.S. equities market before, But they know and love many of these respectable brands like Apple and Google and Visa. But because of the high barriers of entry, it's been hard for retail investors internationally to get in on these these securities. drive makes it very easy for anyone around the globe to invest in companies like these at a very, very affordable cost. So we also marry this vision with incredible game changing technology and a great technology vision. For example, we looked at our customer base and realized that over 95% of our customers are outside of the US. And one of the issues that arises when you're onboarding customers from countries like China is that internet download speeds are very, very slow, and the cost of downloading data is very, very high. So for example, if you look at other US trading platforms like Robinhood, for example, their app is 97 megabytes in size and ours is only 2 megabytes in size. And we have very sophisticated compression algorithms that can take this 16 megabyte image that a customer from China, for example, is uploading to create their account and compresses it on their phone to upload to us in just a couple of seconds versus 10 minutes or more. But what we, we, excuse me, but what we really think is special and what we really want to announce tonight is real-time dollar-based investing. And this is something that we just launched last week at Finnovate Europe, where we won Best in Show for this. And we took a look at our customer base and realized how many of them were novice investors. They weren't speculators, but they just have this list of brands that they love and that they want to invest in. Take Amazon, for example. Think about how much you might spend on Amazon. For me, it's maybe $25 a week in in Amazon purchases. Now picture if I could take that $25 and reinvest it every single week into Amazon stock. At the end of the year, I'd have invested well over $1,000. But how could you take that $25 and invest it in a a security that's trading at well over $450 a share? Now with dollar-based investing, that's possible. That same $25 can buy you maybe a quarter of a share of Apple or half a share of Alibaba. Any security we offer, we can give you a little piece of it. So it takes the complexity out of investing in the U.S. market. We've bundled this technology in our new front-end application called Passport Mobile, and this is available live in the Google Play Store and Apple App Store now. And it's very easy, and it's just as simple as you would think. You find a security you like, you punch in the amount of money you want to invest, say $50, and we calculate the exact number of shares that you're going to receive. And this is all real time, we don't batch our orders and send them once or twice a day like the other guys try to do. You get the same best bid pricing that you would if you were purchasing five shares. And then we took it a step further, we wanted to make it easy for an investor to diversify their portfolio and invest in many different securities. So we built what we call your basket, and your basket is very much akin to your Amazon shopping cart. You select some securities, type in the exact amount you want to invest, and can even weight the different securities more or less than each other. And when you check out, we place real-time dollar-based orders for all of these securities. And in just mere seconds, you've built a diversified portfolio. That's what DriveWealth is all about. This app is live in the store right now, and we'd love for you to start trading on it. You can open a brokerage account with us at drivewealth.com. And we're also always looking for talent, both in both the business side and in the development side. Thank you very much. Any questions, anyone? Yes. So you're saying that you can actually invest in less than one share. Absolutely. If you have $50 and you'd like to buy a share of Google, which trades at $600, we'll give you 0.085 shares, or whatever that equates to. Uh, So everyone is always very curious about how we do it. Because like I said, it's all real time. It's not bashed at the end of the day. And the answer, very simply, is if you want to place a trade, for example, 3.5 shares, we're going to go and place a principal trade for four shares, and using our proprietary technology, we divvy up that last share. We do take on a little bit of risk in the process, but we think that this is really what makes us different from our competitors. Yes? Is is that practical share available for the entire U.S. equity market? It is available for all the securities we offer. Um, We offer pretty much the entire Russell 2000, and the most traded ETFs and ATRs, ADRs, excuse me. Yes? The revenue model, is a standard, broker, deal type model? We have a type of yes, we are all commission-based. Um, we revenue share with our partners that bring customers on board to us. Yes? Have
1: you guys raised any funding yet, and if so um, what kind of uh, regulatory challenges
0: have you guys faced? Uh, yes, we have raised uh, over $10 million in seed and Series A. Um, we may be opening around in the next couple of months or so. Um, we definitely faced a lot of regulatory challenges in getting approved for fractional share trading, uh, but this is all something that we have been given express permission from FINRA to uh, to do. Yes? Uh, so far, the, the, the fractional shares yes. have to match between the NDBO, the market,
1: right? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, NBVO market data is the the best bid and best offer you can get, so regardless of which data feed we use, you will get the best pricing available at the market. Uh, I don't know how much I can really give away about the proprietary technology, but I can tell you that if you, for example, place a trade for 3.5 shares, um, you will get the best bid, or excuse me, the best offer for those three integer shares, as well as we will match that on the 0.5 additional fractional share. So, place, you're placing market orders? Yes, we are placing market orders. Yes. We have no minimum account balance. Um, we have you sign a either a W 8 or a W 9, depending on if you are domestic or international um, at the time of account opening. So, we do withhold, for example, taxes on, on dividends or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, in the back. Yes? Um, how many how do you exactly verify somebody's identity? Uh, we have a couple different partners that we use for uh, KYC, Identity, identity Verification, uh, namely McDonald is the main firm that we use for that. Um, we have users sign up and provide a photo identification as well as a proof of address, and we're able to verify that their background matches via those two documents. Right now, we're onboarding about 2,000 users a day. Uh, We're in the middle of onboarding some large clients like the largest peer to peer lender in China and the largest e commerce site in China. Um, We started, we were funded about two and a half years ago, and this app uh, that we've premiered today, we've had in the store for about a week, and we've been working on it for about three months. Yes? What sort of extensions
1: are you thinking beyond equity and and
0: and trading? We're definitely next looking into margin trading. Um, we're also working with REAs to provide uh, robo solutions for our partners. Um, beyond that, who knows?
1: That's all the time. Whoa, that's all the time for the questions. However, you can hang out for a minute. Sure. Um, two things. One is these guys are all competing for this trophy. This is a rebranded trophy from someone's childhood. I ran out of my own. That was like best in show for some derby car. Um, So pay attention, we're gonna vote later. But the the follow-up is uh, we have someone here. So after having done so many of these, uh, we see a lot of mixed presentations. So I've come to really appreciate public speaking skills and presentation skills. And we've invited in Eleanor from GKNT Training. No, GK, I don't know, she'll tell you. GK Training, genuine know-how training, right? to give constructive criticism on each of the presenters tonight. And so we're gonna now hear the closing word from her.
2: Thank you so much. Yes, my name is, I'm gonna come up here because last time I got trapped in the corner. GK training and communication. The GK, as Aaron said, stands for genuine know-how. So our focus really is trying, rather than focusing on all the things you shouldn't do, rather than saying stop saying um, stop fidgeting, to really focus rather on giving you the tools Mm -hmm. for how to combat some of those things. Aaron, after last time, told me I was too soft, so I came in sort of all guns blazing, but this was an extremely strong beginning, which I'm sure you'll agree with. John, uh, and what's your name again? Rob. This is a very tiny thing, but both of you said drive wealth, and I heard drive well. I don't know if anyone else heard that, but I just encourage you, given it's your product, to put the TH on the end. Very different. I thought we were going to get a pitch on, you know, teaching me to be a better driver. So... Uh, this was very strong, you had a lot of things going for you, it was very well paced, you uh, had nice communication with your hands, it felt very germane to what you were talking about, and you had nice pitch variety in within the sentences, which I thought was good. Sometimes when I'm watching, I think, oh, is there going to be a big shift when he starts getting questions? Are we going to go from here I am, I'm very polished, I'm very prepared? And now that I get some impromptu questions, there's a whole shift from presentation mode to a sort of more nervous, uh, inhibited mode. But that didn't happen, except for one thing. Every time you answered a question, you started with, "uh," and now I'm gonna answer. "Uh, here's, here's my answer. It's a tick and it's thinking time. I just encourage you, instead of saying, uh, to take a breath. Just take, actually don't even think I've got to pause, just think, breathe and choose the first word you want to use specifically. Uh, That's a very small thing and truly, if you just remember to breathe and pick your first word, it'll go away, it'll take care of itself. So don't even think, don't say uh, just breathe. The final thing I wanted to say, now I'm going to forget. I think that was all, hang on, oh, Nope, I think that's all. You must have done very, very well. I'm sorry, my brain, my brain totally has given up on me. Well done. <laughs> very nicely done.
1: Hi. Thank you. Hi, I'm Howard Greenstein and I am from Domainscape. So let me ask you if, you, if you have a company, how are you thinking about your brand? You must think about it a lot, right? Do you actually deliver what you promise to your customers relating to your brand? If you're someone who's promoting the brand, if you're in the marketing world and you're promoting your brand on a daily basis, how much time do you spend thinking about protecting that brand? Like how many people here, what happened? How many people here would be really happy if someone was to take some? uh, uh, Thank you. How many people here would be really happy if someone was to take the name of one of the executives of your company and make a a site disparaging that person or or a fake site or something like that? Probably not very many people would be very happy about that. And um, I don't know how many people saw it in Facebook today, but apparently, jebbush.com redirects to Donald Trump for president. <laughs> so, the means and uh, the ways that your brand is protected online are really, really important. So, how many people here would be okay if someone took their brand and business name and started redirecting traffic to a competitor's site? Or sending you to a site you didn't quite expect? Well, this kind of stuff happens all the time. It's really, really a much bigger problem than most people say. For example, um, one of DomainSkate's clients is a travel site, and when they put their name through the DomainSkate site, found out that their uh, competitor had bought mistypes of the brand and domain names and was using it to steal traffic and actually costing that company significant money. It's not a, really, uh, it's not a, um, a very positive thing for your company to find out. And again, the politician thing comes up a lot because it's a very prominent thing. Someone took carlyfiorina.org and made a, a site that uh, disparaged her. Trumpdonald.org, one of my favorites. It uh, is a trumpet that blows at Donald Trump. And then chrischristie.diet, uh, it's a, a way to show respect to the governor and, and his uh, significant appetite. So, Domainsky is a brand protection company and what we do is help mid-size large and enterprise companies to protect all the threats that they can be found against their brand, manage them, evaluate them, and really eliminate them. This could be fake sites that are fooling your customers, sites that might give your customers malware, might fool your employees to uh, get them to open an email that you don't want them to, uh, give away information, et cetera. How big a problem is this? Well, effectively, 94 and a percent of all the top 500 websites on the internet, have a fake domain. Aaron, not sure what happens with the slides, but apparently I pushed the button wrong. So, again, 94.5% of the top 500 domains are one click away. You can mistype something and end up at a site you do not want to be at. How many people here actually click those emails that sometimes end up in our spam folders? You know, it could be a legitimate coupon, it could look like a legitimate bank transfer, and that Nigerian prince may really want to give you, uh, you know, $1.8 million. But, you know, it's it's no joke when money walks out of your company. And the scope of this problem is, the FBI has discovered $1.2 billion has walked out the door of companies in the last two years, based on fake emails from a domain that's not quite the right domain for your business. This is called a business email compromise, and it's actually pretty serious. Imagine being the CEO and having to explain this to the press, well, if you were the CEO of Bonnier Publications in New York, who publishes Popular Science, you'd have to explain that you lost $1.5 million because your CFO didn't read his email properly and transferred money offshore. With 800 new top-level domains, including .myc and .club, and .xyz, that have come out over the last couple of years, This is a significant problem, and it's not going away anytime soon. So again, Domainscape helped you find all these threats, evaluate them, monitor them, and eliminate them. So, quick demo. What is with this? All right, so imagine
0: here.
1: Imagine here, uh, we have a dashboard, and we let you put your brand name in there. We take your trademarks. We look at all the things that make your company a company you know, your phrases, your um, ways that people search for you and um, slogans like, uh, you deserve a break today if you are old school McDonald's or I'm loving it if you're new school McDonald's, right? And we help find all the potential threats. We give them to you in a visual way so you can see screenshots and, and uh, previews so you don't have to actually go to these sites, which is really important because you could end up with malware or virus on your computer if you go to the wrong kind of site. We actually let you know if these sites have threats like malware or phishing in advance, and we help you do a simple workflow to ignore the ones that are not relevant, to monitor the ones that are low risk threats, and to help you eliminate the ones that are high risk threats. To recap, you gotta find them, you gotta evaluate them, monitor the ones that are low priority, and eliminate the ones that are the most important. And most companies don't think about a brand protection or a brand security strategy, and we want to encourage people to start thinking about this. If you're spending money marketing, promoting your company, you should be spending some money protecting that hard-earned brand that um, you've worked so hard to create. There are a lot of people talking about us here at Domainscape. I'm one of the co-founders. My business partner, David, could not be here tonight, but he's an intellectual property attorney. Spent 12 years uh, creating and um, Managing strategies as a lawyer for brands like Ralph Lauren and Macy's and stuff, pre- uh, preventing bad things from happening to them on the Internet. And, you know, we love a challenge. And so my thought to you is, if you have a brand worth protecting, come talk to me. Email me at howard at We'd love to help you protect your company and keep you safe from all these Internet threats. Thanks a lot. Uh, questions? Yes, sir, in the hat. Yeah. I think your question was if we find an attack site or a, a bad site, how do we shut them down? Okay, thank you. Uh, the answer to that question is depending on the site, if it's truly a malware or, or a site that's uh, presenting viruses, you can uh, contact the hosting provider uh, and have that site taken down that way. We also uh, provide ways for you to create a cease and desist letter or uh, to get a little bit more legal. You can send a UDRP, which is a domain arbitration request, saying this domain is, is a threat and we'd like to uh, get it back and it's a small legal procedure and typically the brand owner, if you have a trademark, will win that uh, procedure and get the domain back. Yes, sir?
0: Mm-hmm. Isn't this a kind of a, a long and arduous journey that you would embark upon? And is there is it realistic to get real results that do not impede on
1: people's rights to uh to make legitimate criticisms of these? So so you have two questions. One is there are so many new domains, is it possible to really keep track of everything and get all the domain names that you need? And the second question is, don't people have the right to use some of these domains for uh, parody or for criticism? So the second question first, yes. In certain jurisdictions, there's certainly a right to parody and critique. There are also various trademark rights that the brand owners have. And I will stop there because I'm not the lawyer. And I'm happy to discuss that further later. So far as the first question, yeah, there are over 800 new top-level domains. And there are many country codes. We help you monitor them, and we do suggest to our clients that they take the domains that are most important to them and monitor the other ones. They can't own every single one of them. You probably are not going to own yourname.plumbing if you're not a plumber. But if someone's going to put up a a fake site and you are a plumber, that's a name that you're going to want to get. And so we try to help people balance the most important ones and make sure they get them and monitor the rest of the threats. So we don't have time for more I don't have more time. Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> Hi. I remembered what I was going to say. John, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but I happened to be sitting in the front row before we started and noticed you running through your speech. Was that right? Am I right? You sort of had your head down and were, like, practicing. And I thought, I hope he does really well so I can say how important it is to practice. I'm sure you did it out loud as well, and I feel like you practiced as well, Howard. You can tell, right? And sometimes it flips over to where it seems a little automatic or stilted, but I think in both these cases we saw an example of How practice pays off. Speaking is a physical activity. We cannot stress this enough. You can't think your way to good communication. You have to practice it. So a lot of nice things going on. Really nice pacing. You come across as incredibly authentic and there's a gravitas here. I'm so glad the muck up with the presentation happened because we like to say at GK this is not your presentation this is your presentation. And I thought the dance of Imagine was where we really got to see you and warm up with you and just feel like we were all in it together. We have another thing we like to talk about, which is transparency. Mistakes are not an issue. We're all human beings. We all know what the stimuli is like when you're up presenting. So paint it red.